Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Tonight, I had a fun little run-in with my daughter, Jojo. I still want her to be the baby, but technically she's two and she's a toddler, and man, I hate how time just takes away the moments you get, but you know exactly what I mean. I'll keep her as the baby as long as I can. But tonight, she was standing at the kitchen counter waiting to get some cashews, and while she waited, she just started to count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all the way to ten. She's never done that before. And her mother and I were like, whoa, Jojo, way to go. And I said, Jojo, can you count to ten again? She turned back and gave me this look like, I'm not an animal that you get to just do tricks with. <laughs> and I was just like, I hear you loud and clear. So she's two. And in that moment, I realized that uh, I'm in for it as she gets older. So that was really fun. Uh, But for today's podcast, like I start every episode, I make sure that you're aware that I am not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. And one of the things that I do as a Christian father to try and be a better dad every day is I pray. I think prayer is a powerful tool that we have as Christians. It's how we communicate with God. Lots of things can come out of prayer, but the basic definition of what prayer is is us communicating with God. And if you've listened to any of the recent episodes of Fathering Our Future, you'll know that I've been trying to drive this point that relationships require communication. So if you want to have a relationship with God, you've got to communicate with God. And communication with God is wrapped up in this little word that we use called prayer. Now, I will tell you, if you don't pray, you probably have lots of quality time to pray, and you're just not capitalizing on it, the best time to pray is if you are commuting to work and you are in your vehicle and you are alone, that is the ideal time to pray. Now, you don't want to like really get involved and start to weep and stuff because you'll probably get in an accident. So I don't recommend that. But if you just have a conversation like you're talking, which again, prayer can be that basic, and that's not something that is sacrilegious or it doesn't dishonor God. God wants you to have a conversation with Him. God treats us as a father with a child. Just like you want the conversation with your kids, He wants that conversation even more so with us. So having a conversation is exactly what God is wanting out of you. And most vehicles today have Bluetooth capabilities, so people are on the phone all the time. They're just not holding it. It just looks like they're talking in the car. Nobody thinks that they're crazy anymore. So someone's going to think you're having a really passionate business call. They're not going to know that God's on the other end. So take advantage of the time that you have when you're commuting. Pray and talk to God. But one of the things that happens when you pray is you get some clarity on things. Because again, communication is not just you talking, it's also you listening. So when you begin to listen to God, God gives you clarity. And God recently gave me clarity on something about Him. While I was thinking about His accolades and His nature, I realized that God is an initiator. And I think that we as fathers ought to mirror God. I'm going to say this probably again in the episode, but I think there was no greater example for us to mirror as dads than God's example. God is the, he is the ideal that we need to strive to capture. We need to be like God. That needs to be our goal. So, I think we need to strive to be initiators like God. Just some proof, if you will, that God is an initiator. God seeks after us first. God makes the first move. God takes the first step 
step. I'm reminded back in Genesis, Adam and Eve have messed up, but you still see that God's walking through the garden in the cool of the day in the morning, and he's calling out to Adam and Eve. He's looking for them. He's searching for them. He's taking the first step to make the first contact to have communion with his creation. He's an initiator. Jesus even talks about this in John chapter 4. He says, The Father seeks such to worship him. He's out there and he is seeking. The Father is seeking. He's not waiting for us to do something so that he can then respond. He's initiating. He's taking the first steps. He's making the first moves. Even in Revelation chapter 3, John records the word of the Lord, and he says, look, I stand at the door, and I knock. God's coming to your house. God's knocking on your door. That's how much God loves you. That's how much God wants to be involved with you. That's how deeply God cares and desires to have a relationship with you and I. That's what God desires, and so God doesn't just sit around with his desire. God is an initiator. God goes out there, and he looks for you, he looks for me, and technically, when you begin to pray, even if it's first thing in the morning, you're responding to his call to you to join him in conversation. God's an initiator. Now, God doesn't just make those first steps to seek, but God does some things that are almost more proactive in a sense. God does what needs to be done even when we will not appreciate it. I think of Romans chapter number 6, the Apostle Paul tells us that Christ died for us when we were ungodly, while we were still sinners, when we did not appreciate the instruction of the Lord and we did not adhere to His ways, when we, when we just didn't care and we couldn't have cared less. He still died for us. He still made a way for salvation, even though we weren't ready to appreciate it. God does what needs to be done, even before it's going to be appreciated. Now, that can be a hard thing to mirror as a father, but he's done it for us, and we as dads should do it for our kids. I like how David writes about this in Psalm 23. David says in verse number five that God prepares a table for us. Even when we're in the presence of our enemies, when we are surrounded by opposition and adversity, God is over there preparing a table, knowing that as we're going through this difficult time, we're going to need to take a break. We're going to need to be refilled and replenished. And God's over there already setting the table, already preparing it, already inviting us to say, look, things are difficult, things are challenging, but I've made something for you. And he's inviting us. He's taking that first step. He's initiating this meal that we get to have with him at the table that he has prepared in advance for us. God's an initiator. I think of Luke 15, and I'll, I'll wrap this up because I like, I like the Bible, but Luke 15, you know, we talk about these the parables that I think we give bad names to, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost of the prodigal son, but God is that shepherd that goes out and searches and seeks for that lost sheep. God's that woman that desires to find that lost coin, and so 
She cleans the house. God is that father who steps away from responsibility to wait and watch and to look for his son to just peek over that horizon so that he can run to him and embrace him. God is an initiator. And God is the example that we as fathers need to mirror. There is no greater example for us as dads to imitate. So if God is an initiator, you and I as dads, we need to be initiators too. So this means that we need to seek our children, that we need to pursue them, that we need to be initiators. We need to speak first to them. When you wake up in the morning, don't wait for your child to greet you. You want to be the one who greets them first. Now, maybe they wake up really happy. I personally enjoy sleep. I have a hard time with the mornings. And there are some times that the kids come down into the room and they're like, hey, daddy, good morning. I'm like, (laughs) you beat me to it, but uh, it's good to see you. I love you a lot. You're not always going to be perfect. But the point is that we try. We try to be better. Whenever you have the opportunity to engage in conversation with your kid, take advantage of that. Now, there's going to be times that you have to do things that you need to do. There's going to be times that you need to speak to your wife because you want to love her the most. I get that. But when you have the opportunity, when there's that chance to engage or to invite them to be in conversation with you, take advantage of that opportunity and be an initiator. Speak to your kids. Ask the questions first. Express care and love first. There will be times your kids are super sweet and you'll be the one who says, I love you too. But always strive to be the dad who says, I love you. You say it first. You initiate that exchange of affection. Be an initiator. So you seek them. You pursue them. You speak first. Now here's the thing. I talked about how God, as an initiator, sometimes does things ahead of time, sometimes before they're appreciated, sometimes before they're technically needed, knowing that they will be needed. You can do that as a father. You have been there, and you have done that. It doesn't matter how old you are. I'm 32, but it's it seems really easy for me to think back to when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, when I was a young adult. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, and I don't want to convince myself that it actually was (laughs) a pretty long time ago, but it doesn't seem that way. It's really easy to think back and be like, hey, I remember the pressure here, and I remember the, the struggles there, and I remember all the difficult issues that I dealt with at that point. As a dad, knowing this, knowing that your kid's going to go through that stuff, yeah, there's going to be some cultural differences, but That's why we have the study of psychology, because by and large, adults and humans tend to do the same things over and over and over and over and over again. This is why we can understand behavior, and we can see the patterns. So, you were there, you went through it, you have a pretty good idea of what your children will face as well. Do some things in advance that are going to help them down the road. They might not appreciate it right now, but one day they will. They might not require it right now, but one day they will. The obvious thing that I can think of is there's a really good chance that your kid will go to high school and they will graduate and they will have a decision to make. Either they go to college, maybe they move out, maybe they want to buy a car, maybe they want to do something, but you, knowing that they'll get to that point, could start an account for them 
as early as you can from the day that they're born, if you can do that, and just put a little bit of money in there every single month. It'll seem little to you. You won't miss it. You won't really feel it. But by the time they're 18 and they graduate high school, it's going to be a huge gift and blessing to them. They won't need it in third grade. They won't appreciate it in sixth grade. But when they graduate from high school, they probably will need it, and they definitely will appreciate it. So think about the things that your children are going to go through. Think about the things that they're going to need and be an initiator. Get it done. Now, the other thing that I want to say, God doesn't really have to do this with us because God is perfect in all of his ways, but we are not. We make mistakes, and there will be times that you make mistakes with your children. There might be tension in your home right now. You might not really be on happy talking terms with your child. You need to be the initiator. You need to be willing to go to them first and to say, look, I did this and it was wrong. And I'm sorry. If you're the one who needs to ask for forgiveness, you need to be the one who initiates that conversation. It's not about having pride. It's not about thinking that because you're the dad, you can do whatever you want, and you're not wrong if you think that way. You just, you really need, you really need to work on some things. I was going to say you just need to walk out now because you're just going to do damage. Stick in there. Stick with it. But you can't have that mentality. Your child needs to see that you're wrong from time to time. But whenever that happens, we're talking about the tension that you're going to have with your kid. You need to be the one who says, look, I messed up. I said this and I shouldn't have. I did this. And in hindsight, it was reactive. It was too harsh. It was uncalled for. And I'm sorry. And I'd like you to forgive me. I'm asking you to forgive me. I want to be better. I want to improve. I acknowledge what I did, and I can see how it can make you feel the way that you feel. If you're not on ter- talking terms with one of your children, you need to be the initiator. Even if they are the ones who are technically guilty, they did something that hurt you, you need to be the initiator, and you need to go to them, and you can say, look, you did this, and it really bothered me. It really hurt me. I was disappointed. I was confused. I didn't know how to handle it at first. And I know I've been quiet and I've been weird and there's been tension, but I forgive you. I'm big enough to forgive you. You need to be willing to have those conversations, to initiate the conversation where you address the elephants in the room. That's a hard thing to do because we deal with pride. As men, we deal with ego. We don't like to be wrong. We don't like to accept failure. We like to just keep pushing and pushing until we actually get to a place where we can say, this is success. We've done it. We've overcome the obstacles. Look, the reality is, is sometimes you try to jump the hurdle and you knock it down and you land on your face. Yeah, you can get up, but you still messed up and you have to work to fix it. You have to work to change. When it comes to you and your relationship with your children, it is foolish 
to jeopardize that because you have too much pride and you're not willing to be the initiator of the conversation to either ask for forgiveness or issue forgiveness. And look, your children need to see this from you. They need to see that you are an initiator in these different areas of life, that you do things before they technically need them because you have knowledge and you're mindful and you're proactive as an initiator, as a dad. They need to know, man, my dad always reaches out to me. My dad always sends me a text or my dad is always the one to call me. He, he is the one who always expresses care for me. Or they can think back to all these challenging times that they've had with you and realize, look, dad was the one who always came to me and said, I messed up. I made a mistake. Would you forgive me? Or he was always the one who said, look, I know what you did. I can understand why you tried to do what you did. It wasn't right. But look, I forgive you. When they see that example from you, not only does it inspire them to live that way themselves and to be initiators, and then you do so much good for them if they approach life that way, but it gives them an opportunity to look at the way that you live and it gives them the chance to ask why. Why does dad live that way? And here's the beautiful thing, is that when you mirror God and you imitate God in the way that you father your children, when they probe and they try to figure out why is dad this way, you get to just point them to him. And there's no better place to point your children than to God. And that's what we're doing. It's been said on this podcast multiple times in the past. We are raising disciples. As Christian fathers, we are raising disciples. We ourselves are disciples who are aiming to make disciples in our home, to make disciples out of our children. And they're not disciples of us. They're disciples of God. And that is something beautiful that we get to be a part of when we imitate God and we follow his example. If we will try to father our children the way that God engages and interacts with us, they'll remember us. And as a dad, I want that, I want that to be the case. I want my kids to remember me. God forbid anything happen to me. I want my kids, even at this young age, to grow up and be like, man, dad was the best. I remember this about dad. I remember that about dad. I remember dad doing this. But I want all of those memories of all of the attributes that I possess and the character that I have, I want them to see that. And I want them to see past me. And I want them to see Jesus. Because that's the goal. And fathering our future, that is the goal. To get them to be disciples of Jesus. That's what we're doing. So, mirror God. Be like God. God is an initiator, and you ought to be too. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you so much for being with me, and I hope you will join me next time.